Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this is Married, married to Hollywood, Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and, and the, the industry. industry. Oh, you joined me on that. I did. You did. Hi. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm giddy now after watching you watch the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Oh my gosh. So I had bookmarked it because I wanted to watch it with him, knowing all... I, I knew he was going to watch it. Yeah, I watched it as soon as it dropped. I, I know, but I had bookmarked <laughs> it to watch with him. And he was like, no, just watch it real quick. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah. And, it, it, and the it, amount of different characters that are going to come in with this multiverse, multiverse version of this is going to be insane. Yep. It's pretty cool stuff. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And Tom Holland and Zendaya are going strong. That was a, an article on E! News just the other day. Uh, congratulations, they're adorable and kids. together, and I just think it's so cute that they're Great together. Great job. What are they, like 22, 23? I think they're a little older than that now. Oh, wait, but, whatever but, but it is. But they're mid-20s. Good for them. They're mid-20s, That's yeah. totally going to tell. Also, Zendaya, also, you never know. You You're never right. know. You do never know. You never know. Um, and Zendaya had put out this whole thing about how uh, Euphoria Season 2 is going to be very difficult to watch. It's not going to be an easy watch, and I am very much looking forward to it because season one blew my mind. You never watched it, no, did you? No, I, I find it's it really too hard to watch. Heavy. No, no, no. It's, it's really heavy, and they don't shy away from anything from the sex abuse to the drug abuse to... It's, it's, season one was uncomfortable, so for her to say season two is going to be difficult to watch, I'm like, well, what how are, far you are you guys going to do? Yeah. Uh, but I, I love it. I love disappearing into shows that are dark like that and, and just being in that world and seeing what, what they're doing. So I am very At a certain for point, it. It, did, did it ever feel gratuitous? That one didn't. I have seen shows where it kind of crosses that line, yeah. but no. Okay, Game of Thrones got gratuitous. It, it, yes. Yeah. This was just unfortunately very real. Okay, that's a. I mean, that's even less of a reason for me to want to watch it's, it. Yeah, no. If you have any issues with anything in that realm of dysfunction with substance abuse, sex abuse, any of that, well, don't I, don't. I, I don't think don't it's watch it. That so much as me being a father of a daughter. Yeah, you do watch things differently once that happens. Huh? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, like things hit differently. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Speaking of little lady, mm-hmm. potty train's going amazing. Yes. She is being a little rock Checking star. Checking into full gear. Um, she refused to wear underwear for like two or three weeks, as you guys know. Yes. And I finally asked her, well, what kind of underpants do you want? Because I had gotten these underpants so long ago. And she goes, Little Mermaid. And I went, oh, is that well, it? Well, okay. <laughs> so I went on with her. And it was the kind of thing where a rite of passage is you take them to the store and they pick out their underwear. Oh, but with COVID right and now, everything, so. we just it didn't, it's not, yeah. So we went on Amazon and she helped me pick out this adorable Little Mermaid set. And then right next to that was a More Disney princesses. princess set. And she goes, oh, please, mommy, please. Can I have the princesses too, please? And I was like. Yeah, and then we put her in yes. the princess underwear and she goes, I want I know, I know. So Ariel's the winner right now, but she's wearing them and it's amazing. Oh. And preschool starts on Monday. Oh, next week on when we do Monday. this, we'll have a preschooler? Yes. Oh, Lila, yes. slow down, my I love. Know. Slow down. I'm, I've got a, a Zoom parent orientation tonight when Jason's yeah. going to be putting her to bed. And then Friday morning, both of us are going to take her to the school. If it's raining, we're going to have assigned like 10 minute windows to mm-hmm. come in. And if it's sunny, then it's all going to be outdoors on the playground. And we're going to meet the cute. teachers and meet her other little classmates. I'm and excited. a few of them she already knows because they were in camp together, which is wonderful that she'll have that connection. I just cannot believe 
Yeah. Cannot believe she's starting preschool, which means this baby is due in eight weeks. Yeah, that's... Is what that means. That's coming quick. And I am overwhelmed. How's that nesting thrilled, going? terrified, excited, elated, and like beyond paralyzed with fear all at the exact same time. Um... It's going in some regards, but there is so much more to do. And I think when she's in school, like next week, we're going to have to do things like once I drop her off, I'm going to meet you at the storage unit. We're going to be setting aside what we're bringing and we're going to have to call Carlos and we're going to be moving things into the house. And that needs to happen within the next couple of weeks so I can start sorting and placing and figuring things out. Along those lines, what are some good newborn baby movies or movies about babies that you like? Waitress. Interesting. Oh my okay. gosh, I love Waitress. I would not have picked that as a Father movie about Father of the babies. Bride Part 2. Okay, that is. Is one of my absolute yes. favorites with Little Babe. Um, I would need to rewatch it, but Look Who's Talking Now, I remember really liking. Because there's <laughs> Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking 2, but Look Who's Talking Now with the pets I was always a fan of. <laughs> but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, I liked What to Expect When You're you? Expecting. The, the recent one. Oh, the recent one? With like Brooklyn with Decker Cameron, and all Cameron this. Diaz yeah. and stuff. I'd have to rewatch it. Um, I don't really remember it, honestly. uh, I don't know a lot of... There's the cute Jennifer Lopez one. Um, 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 Backup plan? Backup plan. That one's one's funny. That one's fun. Isn't it more of a rom-com than a baby movie? It's kind of a two-in-one, but yes. A twofer? It's a twofer. It is a rom-com, except she's... Is Topher Grace in it? No. (laughs) A twofer with Topher. A twofer with Topher. No, but she... It's a it's a rom com and she finally finds the man she's into, but she had already decided she was going to become a parent on her own and mm. it got the positive pregnancy test. And mm. it's it's a it's very very cute. I, what about you? I um I can't think of any. And it was just one of those things where I was like, this is a whole subgenre of films, but the only thing that comes to my head is like Boss Baby, and I haven't seen that, and it's trash. I haven't seen Boss Baby, but Father of the Pride Part um, Two. I remember with Lila. Leading up to her birth, we watched a bunch of these kinds of movies, and Jason had never seen Father of the Bride Part Two. We were like, "No, no, no! You, yeah, we you gotta, gotta start you gotta that rewatch this. list. We should. Yeah. I love Father of the Bride Part Two. What II. are some good baby movies yeah, that we should watch before movies, guys? Baby Girl Two Point shows up now and then. I know it's not really a baby movie, but the reason they all get back together is because one of their friends is having a baby, so it ends with the baby mm. part. Well, and we're definitely I do love gonna, now and then. We're also. I think we should watch like parenting parental dynamic movies. Um, so we're definitely going to watch About Time Again. <sighs> I love that movie. That's what we were watching the night love right before movie. I went to the hospital. Um, That's what we had on. We'll definitely watch About Time. But there's, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is Time Traveler's Wife a parenting movie? That's much more of a love story. They okay. do they do have a baby yeah. and there are complications with that and it does become part of the story. But no, I would say that one okay. is a true romance. Are there any TV shows that are about birth? I'm sure there are. Should we watch, what was that Darren Aronofsky movie, Mother? Let's not with re-watch Mother. With Jennifer Lawrence. That was, you hated that movie. Oh, so aggressively. <laughs> There's three men and a baby. There is, oh, yeah. There's Curly Sue. I'm like thinking of like the older ones now. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it was really big in the 80s. Huge. 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 Yeah. What was that? Was like, um, this is funny because in my head, there's a movie about orangutan getting loose in a hotel. And then there's another movie about a baby in like a yellow rain slicker getting lost in a hotel. (laughs) But they're both like. Dust didn't stay off, yeah. or that, somebody like that, and I can't even remember. Oh, I'm not sure. There's okay. the one with a 
Robin Williams, Hugh Grant, and Julianne Moore. Uh, nine months or not. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? No. Oh, my gosh. That one's funny. That one's funny. That's a good baby. A good baby one. Um, and there's, then there's Baby Boom. And then there's Diane, the one with Diane, Diane Keaton. Keaton from way yes, back in the day. That's the one I was just mentioning with Diane Keaton. Uh, yes. Boss Baby. Baby Geniuses. I don't know that one. Um, the Switch. Jennifer Aniston. Jason Bateman. We should watch that. Oh, that one's cute. The that's, sweetest, not so much, that's not so much a baby movie. The Sweetest Thing? Is that about a baby? That's not about a baby. Okay. Let's, movies. I, I typed in movies <laughs> about babies. That's not about a baby. It comes up. Uh, the Sweetest Thing. But no, we should definitely what watch to expect some, when you're expecting. Mm-hmm. We should definitely watch some baby baby related movies coming up. We do need to log on. I think I mentioned it last week. Uh, Chrissy, thank you, Chrissy, gave us her login for the Tiny Hood. Congratulations on uh, on your anniversary. Eighth anniversary team. And, and today is uh, little Lily's eight week, uh, two month birthday. Oh, she's two months today. Little Liliana. Um, but we we need to find time. I think what's tricky. Is about what uh, time right now <laughs> is finding and actually carving out enough time where we can do all of these things we need to do. A mm-hmm. lot of it, I know, I'm going to be doing it independently for yep. a while, like setting up the room and going through the the Have baby clothes fun. and all that. But I want to take this tiny hood baby birth class with you, and oh, so yeah, trying absolutely. to figure out when we can actually carve that out and do it, just in case I go into labor. Earlier than eight weeks from now. Should we watch Bridget Jones's Baby? Oh, that was funny. I have no interest in seeing that movie, but sure. It was cute. I mean, it wasn't as good as Bridget Jones' Diary. I mean, it's the third one of the installment, but it was cute. I love that you're still looking at a list. Problem Child. Do you remember that movie? No. Oh, we're watching that. What's that one? It's an awful 80s comedy about like a, a kid who's just a despicable little brat. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know that one. I don't know that one, but I definitely, definitely want to re- rewatch Waitress and Father of the Bride Part Two, and just some of our, some of our favorite feel good ones is getting closer. I am still watching The Bold Type. I'm halfway through season five. I think this is the last season, and I'm actually kind of sad because I'm I'm enjoying it so much. I've had several people write to me that Younger should be the next one I watch. Younger um, TV show? Mm-hmm, with mm. Sutton Foster and uh, Hilary Duff. Speaking of Hilary Duff... Bum, bum, bum. And Melissa Joan Hart. Bum, bum, bum. They both wound up with COVID in this last week. Oh, get, um, well, get well soon, guys. I know, guys. get well, guys. And they're, they're both vaccinated, and they're both still saying, get your vaccines, guys. Like, this, it would be a lot worse without it. Yeah. But how people are getting slightly lazy and complacent, uh, not even slightly, they're going, we're done with this. It's over, right? And it's it's not. And Melissa Jones' heart video that she put up, she said she's actually really mad at herself because, mm. you know, she's been diligent. She's been hand-washing, wearing masks, socially distanced, and somewhere, somehow, she must have just in one sp- one time not had the mask up or had this or had that, and she wound up with it, and one of her kids has it. The other two don't, oh. but one does. And she is, it's a, it was a plea to her fans and followers to do better. And even though we are so emotionally exhausted by this, don't let your guard down. It's not over yet. And as we're going into the fall and the flu season and whatever this Delta variant is doing, remain vigilant and, and do what you got to do. 
And I realized I was feeling a lot of anxiety a couple of days ago surrounding it about having a baby in this window right now. You know, those first eight weeks of life. This it's kid's so... going to be a super kid. Are you kidding me? She is. She yeah, is. She's but those be... first eight weeks of life, you know, you have to be careful who you let around the baby anyway. Yeah. But in times of COVID and the Delta variant, you know, who were going to actually allow to come in and see the baby, it's, it's, it's just a little, it's more intense I'm not going to be able to just put her in a walker and go outside mm. as regularly. Like with Lila, I could just, you know, take her for a walk around the block. Mm. I could like take her for a walk around the neighborhood, but it's, I won't, going to, going to a farmer's market or, or a mommy and me class or these things that I yeah. did with Lila that made me connect with other moms and get me out of the house a little bit because it's so easy to isolate and just become a hermit crab with the baby, which I didn't mind. I did love that part. But with Lila, I went a little too extreme with it. And this time, I don't have a choice. It's going to happen. I'm going to be isolated and stuck at home with She's this baby. Be hiding. And we were talking about you know mental health and where you are and Lila going off to school. It, there's, there's a lot of fear and anxiety about germs this time mm-hmm. that's even more heightened than Lila's. And I Do you just, think that's motivated any of the concerns that we've had about what's going on around the house? I'm sure that's part okay, of it. Cool. I'm sure that's part of it. Uh, I mean, like I'm wondering from your side of the table, is that something that I'm grappling with that I'm not aware of? Maybe. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, Bruh! why it's why it's coming out in the home yeah. life. It's totally possible. But the only times I'm going to be leaving with the house with the baby is to take her to the pediatricians. That's it. Like we're not going to be oh, going you're anywhere not else. Put her in the car to take Lila to school. Well, the first few weeks, no, you'll be taking Lila to school. Well, I know that. But then, but then, no, I will take her on car rides to pick up Lila from school. Which means you then can go do a little errand with the baby in a toilet. It'll be so cute. We'll see. It'll be so cute. If it's just safe. Do it. just I don't do know. It. I don't know. That's what I'm talking just, about. Just, just do it. I mean, before, until she gets those first shots at eight weeks, I just, well, I'm yeah, going to be duh. like a nervous wreck. Duck. But at least I got the third Pfizer shot on Monday. Yep, you're super I'm now. quadrupling. My antibodies, and I'm gonna give this baby some antibodies that she needs. She's gonna be so that's COVID immune, hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> not immune, but at least resistant, protected, resistant, More COVID resistant. Yes, yes. To this particular strain of COVID. Correct. But what about you? How's your week been? Um, my How's week. Work. How was class? Uh, class was good. We finished up working on Dexter. Um, Amelia saran wrapped me last night because my character got killed. I kind of want to post that picture like with this because it's kind of awesome. Uh, I, mean, I don't care. Go for it. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to find something else to work on for class. Wish I was going back in person to the studio, but that's yeah, all the way in West Hollywood. We live in Maryland right now. Yeah. Um, work has been interesting um i'm obviously not going to say anybody's names or anything like that but yeah, yeah, yeah. the level of mediocrity in any business is astounding but this last year um having been one of those realtors that just got into the business i'm very lucky to be working with a team to have the mentors that i have to have the leadership that i have around me because the kind of bs yeah. that other realtors get away with that yeah. becomes standard practice it's is, kind of appallingly shocking. Is gross <laughs> because they're not doing anybody any favors, least of all their client. And when you work in this type of an industry, um, it's very much, I mean, like it's like an agent working for an actor. If the agent is only working for the deal and their dollar, they get a new agent. 
Yeah. The agent should be working for the client. Yeah. Uh, their goal absolutely. should be client's interest, client growth, client profit. Because when the client profits, you profit. And um, dealing with an agent right now who's just really bad at paperwork, yeah. like um, n- aggressively, egregiously, not criminally bad at paperwork, but um, borderline. Like, it's like the kind of thing where it's like, you're, I see what you're doing, um, but like... <laughs> I see you. Like, she's, uh, she happens to be mix, mixing and matching different contract formats. The contracts are... Uh, the way the contracts are written, they have different deadlines built within the contracts, like, that are conflicting. <laughs> so you have to... Yikes. When somebody sends you an addendum, you then have to send an addendum clarifying within the addendum which timeline we're going by. It's like, oh, cool, you used a Maryland contract. Well, Maryland contracts expire at 11.59.59. GCAR, Greater Capital Area, contracts expire at 6 p.m. So which contract are you using? Because I'm using the GCAR contract. Interesting. And you keep on sending me Maryland stuff. So that's fine. They can be worked together. But as a result of you doing that and writing really broad, non-specific language, it's just like being not being not an attorney, when I write any additional language into a contract, I consult an attorney or have the attorney write it for me. Right. Why do I do that? Because I'm not an attorney and I don't practice <laughs> law. And yeah. this other agent's like, um, yeah, uh, we'll uh, get back to you. Uh, no, like, that's cool. not a formal response. Not how that works. A formal response is signatures and uh, signatures, initials, and dates. Have you thought any more about, I don't mean to put you on blast, like put me on right, blast. right Let's here. Let's go. What's up? Have you thought any more about developing one, like for Bravo or whatever network or however you want to do it, the million dollar listing DC and being kind of the face of it and doing it? Cause it doesn't exist here, but Real Housewives of Potomac is here and there is such an interesting market here and you would be so freaking good um, at it. I know you briefly talked about would, it, but have you, have you done th- anything? Have you really developed in, anything? I haven't really developed anything. Um, I think one of the issues, is what I would want to do with it, honestly, is I'd want to do like um, like a Restaurant Impossible or Kitchen Nightmares version real of estate. Oh, that could be cool. Where it's like contract nightmares. The problem with that is um, you're going to put the other agent and their clients on blast. On blast. That's true. It's like, That's true. It's like, oh, this property was described as 4,000 square feet. It's 2,700 square feet. It's got four <laughs> bedrooms, two and a half baths. It's got one bathroom, two bedrooms. The other two bedrooms are downstairs and don't have window exits. Yeah. It's like things like that uh, I think are more like, it'd be cool to do a million dollar listing. Um, well, because I just, I feel like we DC. have Andy Cohen, if you're listening, we have enough <laughs> six hope. degrees of separation to get to Andy Cohen. That's true. And you are just so charismatic and vivacious and on camera just you you would be the face It'd be a lot of fun of it here yeah. and heller coley reed is kind of like the perfect launching entity platform launching platform yeah. and we, and i know there's not like the office drama like you know they'd have to build for you know reality what it if for I'd, competing no, people no, no, but no, there no, definitely no, no, is no. some stuff there is. oh there, i know there is. There's, there's there's some major personal stuff oh no but no it's no like, not that no, I'm saying straight business. Stuff. Oh, good. Oh, good. No, okay. there's there, not not within our brokerage, but um, there there are competing. The thing is, is at the top of any industry, just like in film, 
Um, drama, drama, drama. Yeah. The best, <laughs> the best people and the worst people, if they make the most money, yeah. they compete. And there are the people here in, in D.C. who are great agents that make a lot of money. Yeah. There are also people here in D.C. who are horrible people. Yeah. Who happen to be great agents. Great real estate agents. And they make their people a lot of money. Yeah. And then the yeah. really fun thing about Million Dollar Listing is the terrible clients. Right. And I don't know, um, based on our reputation as a, as a company, like I don't know if I would be allowed to, to, to do, do something. Yeah. I, I'll pitch it and I might, I might have to, I, I would have to probably leave my real estate team, which you is something so? that, oh, I mean, so? I don't imagine the brokerage would be okay with it. Long and uh, Foster's got a reputation they have to protect. Christie's yeah. International has a reputation they have to protect. I was just thinking it would just be such a, and you were so excited about it. It was about six months ago. And you yeah, no, I still think, I still think it's a like, great well, idea. Well, could you develop your own version of, of it and just like launch it on YouTube and start TikTok gorilla, and just start have gorilla a, shooting it. Yeah. yeah, but then I have to get releases for everything for every client oh, every true. time. That's I true. I have to get releases for other agents. I have to yeah. get like it's the kind of thing where it's like I was just trying to think about like how you can parlay this and turn oh, yeah, it into. Oh yeah, no, I, I think it's a great idea. Because you would so be the Ryan Serhant like of the DC. You'd be your own person. But I'm using him. I'm using him as an example. The Ryan Serhant. The Ryan Serhant. Of DC art exists. His name is Daniel Heider. He is the gold standard for hi, luxury Daniel, real estate. I don't know you, but hi. As an individual agent, the team he's built and the media is structure amazing. around him. Oh, little girl's pushing. Hey. Hi. Whoa. She's yeah. trying to escape through my belly button. Oh. That's not the way out. Goodness. The exit's lower. Holy cow. That's a lot of pressure. Um, but it just it crossed my mind the other yeah. day, and I was like, I wonder if, if you've thought more about it or developed it at all, because <laughs> it would be, it'd be so fantastic and it would up your brand and marketing yeah in DC I, I would definitely anyway. I would definitely consider it yeah. um, it'd be the kind of thing where um, if there was a casting for it hundred mm-hmm. percent would go after it I hear I ya. don't know I that it's something ya. that's worth my energy to okay. develop um, but I mean the people that we know in reality television we can ask if there are any yeah if there's any interest in the region and then yeah. see if there are any production companies that are putting together uh, sizzles or anything like that, because the reality of it is, is that we'll just grow business, and more business is good for everyone. Absolutely. Um, the absolutely the the issue is, is that I also just don't want to put any person or any any coworker, any client, or any agent on blast unless they deserve it. That's fair. And if they deserve it, that's fair. It's questionable if they deserve it on national television. Yeah, that's fair. Because the people that I know I that we have, haven't watched any of those in a while. We used to watch a them a lot more. A client of mine from my retail days was on Million Dollar Listing LA. Um, no way, with Erica. He before, you mean on the same season, but not with oh, but, Erica. But they weren't different. On together. They, no, they weren't on together. I forget who her agent was, but um, she and her husband are interesting people, and. They're also, I think they just did an episode for the home edit as well oh, cool. because they're the type of people that basically put a Chanel showroom as their walk-in closets, plural, <laughs> and then um, just fill it to the gills with more stuff than they need. And it's just, I can't get any specific more specific than any of that yeah. because it's just like, there's absolutely no chance that she listens to it uh, because she's not the kind of person to be supportive in that way of somebody else. But oh, I got gotcha. you. She's a, not gotcha. the best type of client. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. She's the, she's the kind of client that uh, used to work in retail, knows how, knows how all of the commission structures and everything works, but then still plays different salespeople against each other and still replies to different people's text messages and just creates... She chooses to create drama because she enjoys it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Totally unrelated. It just popped into my mind. And this was not last week, but the week before. Uh, the Major League Baseball... The Field of Dreams crossover finally happened oh, okay. where they were playing the game. They built a field in Iowa uh-huh. where they filmed Field of Dreams 30 years ago. And they had the socks. And the, I mean, it was it was basically Field of Dreams. Oh, okay. And they had Kevin Costner come Did out. Did Ray Liotta show up? Ray was not there. Kevin Costner walks through the corn. And then the team comes out through the corn. And the music of Field of Dreams is playing. And it just makes you emotional and we were sitting around at dinner the other night and you said you've really only seen it the one time yeah. and we were like we need to show you field of dreams it's so good and i just love that it's so weird that oh, you would like a baseball movie i know i'm not a baseball fan i hate baseball i'm not a baseball person but this movie it's like the worst sport this movie is magic just okay. what just what I'm they down. do and to see kevin costner 30 years later walking through the corn Onto the baseball field, you just you get all the feels. It goes your the throat clamps up and the eyes well, and it was just Sounds like exciting. It was a beautiful moment, and so I'm not a baseball person at all, but MLB, you 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 did good on this one, <laughs> and it was emotional and beautiful. And to see Kevin Costner doing that just made me smile. It just made me smile. And as the baseball players were coming out, they were going up and shaking his hand, and it just it was really cool. It was very cool. Speaking of pro sports, football's about to be back. Are you excited? Um, yeah. <laughs> How's your team looking? Um, the Ravens are uh, injured. A lot of injuries. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Our number one wide receiver pick uh, uh, from the draft. Uh, he hurt his knee or his ankle, and he might be out for four to six weeks. Um, yeah. But Lamar's looking good. Okay. And he's on uh, arguably the most electric player in the NFL, so I'm happy to have him as our quarterback. He's in the process of he is his own agent, which is very interesting. Um, he and his mom run Wait, it. He really? Does, he doesn't have an agent, so he reps himself on his contract docs. You can do that at that tier. Absolutely. I thought you had to have. Nope, it's not part of the collective bargaining. No way. That is. Brand new information. If it was part of the collective bargaining, that means that the agents would have to subscribe to collective bargaining rules, which good luck. I I just assumed when you get to that tier, Mm. you have a sports agent. That's just how it goes. I mean, you should. You should. Wow. You should. Wow. So he and his mom do it all together. Um, wow. Actually, I guess I guess the agents wouldn't be subject. They did the the regulatory board that manages them, or the same regulatory board that manages entertainment agents. But um, they uh. (laughs) Lamar is going to be due for somewhere between a quarter billion and half a billion dollar contract. Holy cow. Um, Unlike uh, Patrick Mahomes, who just signed a half a billion dollar contract, Lamar doesn't have a Super Bowl win under his belt, but he does have a league MVP, and he has already set league records for rushing for a quarterback. How old is he? He is uh, 24. Wow. 23, 24. Uh, and he'll probably play. Wow. He'll probably play at the level that he's at for five, I six was more say years good, if he can stay healthy. I was going to say 10. 
if the, if he can stay healthy, he can play at the level that he's at for five or six years. Um, if his and he's a great passer, he's an electrifying runner, which makes the fact that he is a good to great passer. Um, seem like he's not very good at it because, like, if you're comparing it, you're like, well, he's excellent at that. He's just good at that. The just good looks like crap. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, think about it. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, I hear you. And uh, yeah, if he if he can continue to develop and the Ravens continue to put a team around him that lead on lean on his skills, I mean, I think he'll he's an opportunity to be one of the all time greats if he can win a few Super Bowls. Wow. Yeah, because the Ravens always put together a good defense, and if your offense is struggling, having a good defense is great. Yeah. But if your offense is great, um, having a good defense um, makes you a winner. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a real chance that uh, if it weren't if it weren't for Patrick Mahomes being in the AFC, which is the same conference the Ravens are in, um, Lamar Jackson would probably win three, At four everything? Super Bowls. Yeah. Wow. Once Tom Brady retires. I was going to say, is this his last year or are they doing two more? I can't remember. Uh, well, I think this is the last year on his current $45 million contract. I think. That's so much money. Yeah, well. I mean, here he deserves it, but wow. It deserves it. Earned it. Earned it. Earned deserves it. Deserves and okay, earned it. Okay, you're right, you're different. right, you're right. Earned it. Earned he is it. playing a sport. That's so funny. I was going to say the word earned, and right before I said it, I switched it to deserved. But yes, I earned, mean, earned. You was, can use whatever word you no, want. No, 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 no. But earned, you're, you're I'm correct. Just being that argumentative. is, that is the, <laughs> the correct word in that. It's not correct. Situation it's just what use. I think is more evocative of yeah. what I would mean. Yeah, um, I just couldn't remember if he had signed a two-year deal when he went. But to the, the the cool thing about the um, that the Buccaneers. Yes. The cool thing about Patrick Mahomes' deals with Kansas City Chiefs is it's a half a billion dollars over ten years. Wow. So, but what's cool about it is though. The way it's structured and guaranteed, they can slide that money anywhere they want along those 10 years. So if they want to put together a super team every year for five or six years in a row, they can do that under, as long as Patrick understands for the last four years of his contract, he's going to be making a buttload of money, but the team is going to be awful. Interesting. Because what happens is, as your roster um, increases in price, you go against a because they have a cap in the NFL of how much you're allowed to spend every year on player salary. Don't know why. They make billions and billions of dollars, but hey, there's a cap. Um, <laughs> Wasn't there a whole episode or season about that on... Ballers? Ballers. Yeah, a yeah. lot of ballers. A lot of... There's actually a, a lot going on in ballers about the That's about what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, what they can do... What ends up happening is... Um, if you have a really expensive quarterback, which is the most expensive position in that sport, you typically can't also have uh, a good free agent running back, a good free agent offensive line, a good free agent running uh, wide receiver or defense or any, any defensive players or other position players because you've spent all of your money on quarterback. Yeah. But in his position, what they can do is they can move that money around. And since I think it's like 30 or 40% of it's guaranteed, he knows he's going to make what, $180, $200 million guaranteed money. Well, so if two or three of those years, the team's absolutely awful, and we just have to, and he just has to play with draft picks. Oh, well. Yeah. Too bad. I randomly smile like that because she has the hiccups, and it's really oh, cute. Oh, it's really cute. She has I the wish, hiccups I wish in we there. could hear them. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I don't think you hear him if I put the microphone up to it. No, it's just, you it's definitely just so wouldn't. Cute. And if you could, it would be terrifying. No, but like a, a rhythmic blood flow or something, because oh, you know you yeah. can uh, you might hear something like that. But no, it's a it is the cutest little feeling when they have the hiccups, and I just love it so much. I love it so um, much. I'm really excited for Shang Chi that comes out on the third. The Eternals comes out in. Uh, November, yeah, and Spider Man comes out in December. I'm very excited MCU about Spider Man. Back, I'm very excited for yes. Spider Man. I mean, I'm excited for all of it. Have you watched the new Celestials trailer or the new uh, Eternals trailer? I have not. Okay, yep, we're, we're um, okay. We're we'll, ending we'll this now wait, to wait, watch. I have, that. I have one more thing to talk about. I have one more thing to talk about. <laughs> okay, Jessica Chastain. Yesterday, there's a new movie coming up. She's playing Tammy Faye, um, and Andrew Garfield is her her co star. Who's Tammy Faye? Uh, Tammy Faye Baker. Yes. And she put out the statement, and actually, fun little connection, uh, one of the guys who was writer, developer, producer of a pilot I did years and years and years and years ago uh, called The Conservatory, he is on this project, and I'm very excited to, to watch it, so yay. But she put out something yesterday about how all of the makeup that she had to wear in order to become Tammy Faye... Um, she was in makeup anywhere from four to seven hours a day to put it on. And she was like, uh, this did some permanent damage on my skin here of, of that. And th- that is something that as actors, you have to deal with prosthetics and makeup and this, that, and the other. And she said, it's for the art, so it's fine. And I'll be able to get my skin back and it's fine. But she was talking about the concern because as the character gets older and older, the makeup gets heavier and heavier and needing to act through it and not rely on the makeup and the transformation, but being able to actually see the movements of the face and the eyes and being able to actually act through it was a real challenge. And there's a lot of buzz surrounding this film and I am very excited to see it. But from an, an artist's point of view... Have you have you done much with heavy makeup or um, prosthetics? Have, um, have you had much experience with that yet? Just um, some eye black. Um, not 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 extensively. Not, not much. I haven't had a ton. Like I did have gun wounds or scars or yeah, that type um, of thing. Uh, there was a prosthetic nose and a chin once on a project, which always feels so strange because you you feel like yourself. Oh, I guess I did. And you the, look in the mirror I and you're that, like, whoa. I did have that mustache added for that commercial. You did. Um, but I mean like prosthetic, prosthetic no. where it's like you're, you're sitting in the chair for hours as they're layering the stuff on your face. No. Uh, the most I've ever done is, is two hours. I've never done more than that. But to hear her say, you know, it helps get you into character and you look in the mirror and you don't even see you and you truly vanish into this person. But then what that does to your actual face and skin as an artist, where do you think it's worth it or not? to get into the character if it could ruin your actual skin or face. 100% worth it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, there's no there's no way. And there's enough there's enough skin treatments to kind of, you know, help you on the back end if you need it now. There's also but enough there's also enough makeup in the world to cover it up. No, I know, but it's it's an it's an interesting thing on vanity for one, but two, feeling like yourself if you then, after the fact, have scarring on your face because of the makeup you did for a movie. Dude, I love that. Yeah. I bled for this role. Right? I bled for this role. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's already Oscar buzz around but this by for the both way, of them. By the way, the vanity is the scar. And not look, proud. Not looking at yourself and going, I don't look like me anymore. Looking at yourself and going, 
You know what that scar is from? That scar is from when I got paid five I- million dollars to be an actor. <laughs> That's what that scar is from. <laughs> or you know the role that won me the Oscar or the yeah that's. Yeah. Oh, that's the that's the scar that launched my career. Right, right. <laughs> it's just it made me think about it. Of wow, because our faces. I mean, and and there are a lot of people who we know who do all these things to make sure they look perfect all the time. And yeah. What happens when something like that occurs? If it does cause permanent damage to your skin, it'd be one thing if it was permanent damage for a project that wasn't worth it. Well, I, I I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. At like, what point is it is it worth it, or do you put yourself at risk for anything? I think there's a if it's a in? if it's a bad film, yeah. there's a monetary threshold. Okay. Okay. If it's a good film, like if it's a great script, if it's an amazing project, if it's a great script and the makeup helps tell the story, mm-hmm. like, even if you're only getting scale, even if you're only getting scale, but yeah. the, the makeup tells the story. Yeah. It helps you elevate your game as an actor, and it helps elevate the film. That is totally worth it. And it can't be removed in the edit. Other than like massive CGI, like I don't. Wait, I, you lost me on that last part. What do you mean? What can't be removed? The CG, the makeup. Oh, like okay, what okay, if, okay. like they had to digitally remove? Um, um, Daniel Craig was wearing glove leather gloves as James Bond in one of the James Bond movies, and um, somebody in continuity missed it. They had to remove gloves in post. They had to remove his gloves in post for That's like so much money across multiple scenes. That's crazy. So they had to digitally remove his gloves. <laughs> that is insane. But that's one of those things. It's like as long as the makeup is part of the storytelling, I'm down. Um, yeah, here we go. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I, I just read it. It's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Right. Yeah. I skimmed through it pretty quickly. Um, it's awesome. I'm Seven very, and a half hours in that chair? Yeah. I think it would be, be fun, honestly. To take, put it on. And then it's like yeah, hours on the back so end to, to take, take it, it off. off but. <laughs> but I am very excited for this. Um, yeah, I think what I would do is I would probably spend in the seven and a half hours, I'd probably spend an hour or two getting into character as they're putting the makeup on. Yeah. Then I would try to relax watch TV, watch something. Try to zone out and just Zone kinda, out. And yeah. then when I'm about a half hour or so left. Get back in. Get back in. Watch something the character would have watched from the era. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just be ready to go to set and character. So I'm not spending as much of that. I, I, I wouldn't want to spend all of that time in character. Right. Getting the makeup on. I mean, you'd be exhausted by the time you get to set if you spent the full seven hours already in character. Yeah. But there are people to do that. There are. There are. Daniel Day that, man. Daniel Day that. And Abe Sylvia, again, um, he's credited as the, the first writer, actually, which I'm just, I'm so proud of you. And it's amazing to watch what your career has turned into. And I am thrilled to support this movie. And I also love Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain. She's one of my favorites. So I am very much looking what? forward. I wonder when she's going to end up in the MCU. You think she'll come in at some point? 100%. I'd, I'd love I to mean, see she that. did Dark Phoenix, so maybe she'll want to be in a good one. I'd love, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. Yeah. We'll see. She's also in an upcoming show that oh, I want to watch, but at the same time, when it's... it's <laughs> How do I word this? Well, I don't know. Our marriage is solid, but when there's a, something is put on and you know it's going to be super real, kind of what we were talking about before with Euphoria, do you really want to watch it? And uh, it's called Scenes from a Marriage. Oh, It's going to be on HBO Max. 
And it's uh, her mo- and Oscar Isaac. What was and that movie that um, ScarJo and Andrew... A Marriage Story. Uh, yeah, Marriage Story. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Oh, um, I can never watch that movie again and be very happy. It was excellent, and <laughs> yeah. I never have to see Gripping. it again. Never and I feel like that's again. what I'm going to feel about this show. I think I'm going to watch it and then never have to see it again. But I'd rather just watch a documentary. If it's going to be that real and it's gonna, cutting, it's so real. I'd rather just watch I mean, a documentary. I mean, tra- the trailer for it, I was like, oh my gosh. I, I, I watched this, um, this YouTube series called The Casual Criminalist. It's also a podcast, and it's a real life, a real crime kind of podcast. Oh, cool. And this one, there's some visual elements, but it's mostly just talking and reading a script. It's a the the host is doing a live read of the package that the writer put together. So he's learning about this as the audience is learning about it. So it's really interesting because oh, I can cool. like have little anecdotal responses. He's like, "Oh, that's disgusting." Wow. Um, but it there's one thing about a cannibal. I was listening to it oh while driving gosh. and I, my stomach was just like, nope. You're like, nope. Nope. Turn this off. Turn that <laughs> off. That's crazy. So cannibalism. Whoa. But no, but like if I want something that's going to be real cutting and make me feel a certain way, yeah, I'll do a podcast. I watch television and film to feel something and escape. That's fair. I don't mind. I don't mind. If, I don't mind if I'm feeling something that is helping me process or deal with or feel seen. That's yeah. fine. That's an hour and a half of my time. Two hours. That's fine. Film. Fine. But like that's why this is us. I love that show. But it, for me, it got too real, and then it got too. Yeah, you real. only saw the pilot. Which I no, no, no. I watched most of the first season. Oh, with you, you did want to watch it first? I don't remember that. Yeah, I watched most of the first season with you. I couldn't watch the season finale, and I haven't watched it since. Ah, um, that's fair. The once it crosses a line and gets too real for me, I'm like, why am I gonna am I continue to torture myself? I like, get I it. respect the I actors. I respect what they're doing. I respect the stories they're telling, and that's awesome. And I hope that they're transforming lives with it. But um, I don't need to put myself through their final season drops early 2022. I can't believe it's their last. They're they're ending on a high note. Good for them. Yeah. I hope yeah. uh, what's his name ends up happy without Grishelle. <laughs> In real life. Well, I mean, it, it, she's he's, not on the show. He's married. He got married again. Yeah. What? Sophia Pernis. Is that her name? How old is she? They like, quietly got married. She's another soap star. They've oh known each God. other for a long time. I wonder if he was cheating on her. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. But now Grishelle is happily with drama, drama, Oppenheim drama. and little Jason Oppenheim. Uh huh. All five foot five of him. They seem very happy. I mean, I don't, wrong, I don't know them personally. Look, nothing wrong. I don't with know being, them personally. Nothing wrong with being below average. They, they seem lovely and adorable. It just always interests me. So I just want everyone to be happy. How somebody could like date, be married to Justin Hartley? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. And then, not that Jason Oppenheim's not a handsome young man. He's super handsome. But it's like. There's a little like a foot of height difference there between is. the two of them. <laughs> there that's is. that's what's funny. It's not it's not there's anything wrong with like, dude, short guys get theirs. Awesome for them. Yeah. But uh, was it four months ago, five months ago, uh Justin stepped out on a red carpet with Sophia and they both had bands on and people were like, Wait, what? And it came out that they had quietly gotten uh, married the month before. Whatever, They've been together dude. a little over a year. Whatever. I just want everyone to be happy and find love and be happy. And be so. good to each other. And be, be good happy to each and other. be good to each other. I like that. Be happy and be good to each other. Yeah. All right, let's watch this trailer. All right, wanna, let's go I, watch I, it. I want to watch this trailer. All right. All right, and thank you all for tuning in. Like you say. 
I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this has been, been Married, Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Black Lives Matter. Yes. Love is love. Love is love is love. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Wear a mask. Social I got distance. The third shot. Talk to your doctors about how best to get the vaccine. We love you. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye.